0: What's up, everybody? Great to have you once again. Like always, our Fridays episodes are always packed and special. So, without further ado, let's jump into some juicy football news from Farcona Podcast. Yeah. So, just I know lots to talk about, but first off, I'll just say, this is day five and I'm starving of Xavi Ball.
1: See, guys, let's be serious, please. What is, what is Xavi Ball? Because people won a Real Madrid without Benzema. So, all of a sudden, oh, now, that means, oh, oh no, no, wait. So, does that mean that Barcelona are the best team in Europe now?
0: That's not what I said. I said I'm starving. I just said I'm starving. I don't know why you're you're twisting things. You're getting emotional. Go <laughs> and you're
1: watch, can't, can't watch Barcelona when they were actually a club in the early 2010s. Not not you cannot be starving of this. This is nothing. If you're starving, go and watch Guadiola's Barcelona.
0: Of course, haters are going to hate anyway. So let's 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 just carry on. I know I know I know how salty you can be. No problem. Shameless one.
1: Well, I'm actually not shameless. The people that are shameless are the players of the Italy squad. Um, how on earth? Because everybody, when the draws for the playoffs came out, everybody was saying Portugal-Italy final, who is going to win. So, like, and if, if you had asked me, or if you had asked virtually anybody, they would have told you that there was more probability of Portugal slipping up against Turkey. Italy, not Macedonia, look like a done deal. But all of a sudden, I, I don't know how many people bothered to watch the match because me, I was flicking through the two games. But when I saw Portugal we were looking comfortable, I started watching the E.T. game more. And I can tell you that E.T. played nothing. This is what they call possession for possession's sake. 70% possession of absolute nonsense.
0: <laughs> hey, man. The truth is like, we, I think when, we, when the draws came out, when we first um, saw... So that Portugal and Italy they'll be in the playoffs. So we're actually predicting that Italy and Portugal will have this face off. But you know, football is kind of funny. Um how do we explain that that Italy are the current um champion of Europe are not going to be participating in the twenty twenty two World Cup. Like I've never <laughs> seen that kind
1: of deep in my life. This is the World Cup in Hero they have failed to qualify for.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no one can predict this deep because in the previous World Cup, you can clearly see that Italy failing to qualify. That was, that was what they actually deserved because they were not really playing well then. But now, the best team in Europe can't really qualify for the 2022 World Cup. Like, Mancini's deep, deep, like, went down. Like, even crypto can't relate to this kind of deep because the deep is massive. Uh,
1: I'm, 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 I'm giving... I'm giving you Yemu now because you called Italy the best team in Europe. Now, let's be clear. Italy won the Euros. They were the best team in Europe then. But since the Euros, they have been woeful. They have only beaten Lithuania since the Euros. It did. How? How? They could not beat Switzerland. They could not beat North Macedonia. And So I, I, please, apologize to the rest of Europe for calling Italy the best team in Europe. Let's start from there. No, there's nothing to
0: apologize for because they have a trophy to actually prove that they are the oh, best. no, 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 no,
1: okay, okay, they have a trophy. Is that, is that how we're doing it? So, when okay,
0: okay, 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 go on, go on.
1: So, when Wigan won the FA Cup, were they the best team in the FA Cup? Were they, were they the best team in England that season? But
0: see, the, the FA Cup is.
1: It's, it's
0: for example, like le, le, le,
1: okay, 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 the FA Cup is not the, okay. When Chelsea won the Champions League in 2012, were they the best team in Europe last season?
0: Like, 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 understand, understand something, huh? for example, Chelsea mm-hmm. won, won the um, um, what is it called, the Champions League last season, but you can clearly say that okay, Man City is the best team in Europe because of the way they played, but for Italy, the way they played. And they have the award to back it up. That's why they are the best team in Europe because they they didn't just go to the championship and play. They actually dominated and trashed teams. The only thing that they struggled with was England in the final. Yeah,
1: that's actually fair. But my own point, I agree with what you said. But my own point is that they're falling off since the years. I don't know if you agree. But
0: that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I agree. No, no, no. There's nothing
1: that's, to disagree. That's no,
0: there's okay. nothing to disagree there. There's nothing to disagree there. Like, it's clear to see that they've fallen off massively. Like, for uh, the, 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 the thing is, I even told you this, for Italy to even be in the playoffs, like, that means they fall massively. Like, they're not even supposed to be in the playoffs.
1: Okay. Where, where do they go from here? Where does Mancini go? Do you expect him to be sacked? Do you expect him to resign? Do you expect them to stick together and try to to build? Because this is actually embarrassing. So, like... Giving Mancini his personality, he might not want to walk away, he might want to fight and build the team back up.
0: Um <clears throat> okay, I'll 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 just say this. Um when Man City took took over the job, um Italy they were in shambles, they, they had to restructure the FA, they had to build from the ground up, and that rebuild took a lot of time. Iki now went on a massive a, a massive restructuring. Exactly. They now went on a very, very good run. Very, very good run. They were unbeaten they for years. For years. They were very good on beating and all of that. But now I think, I think, I think it's, it's a case of when a manager has done enough, I think someone new should come. I think it's a case of Germany, the way they kept Yogi low for so long. Like, he has done enough. It's now time to give the reins to someone else. So I look, look at it like this. This would be a good time for Mancini to part ways with Italy. Everybody go home, um, go go their separate way, and ha- um, happily. Someone else come over with fresh ideas to now take Italy to the next level.
1: Um, I I, I can see where you're coming from with that, but I will respectfully disagree. And here's why: the love situation was was actually the worst you can imagine. It was left to fester for years. Like he should have been sacked before the twenty eighteen World Cup. He wasn't even sacked after the World Cup. He was he wasn't even sacked till the Euros last year. So completely different situations. I think for Manchini, first of all, he was missing two key players, Bellotti and Kesa out injured. He was missing I think I don't think Bonucci played yesterday. But then that's not that's not excusing what happened yesterday. But the I'm, where I'm really looking at it from is Italy now, like you said, the dominated teams in the U.S., they played attacking football. And we know that historically, for over 100 years, Italy was more defensive football, counter-attacking football. And the only reason that they succeeded in all those years, I, I don't know about the, the years before I was born, but let me talk about since I started watching football. The only reason that Italy won that World Cup in 2006 was The defensive football was matched with brilliance up front. You had Del Piero, sensational player. You had Totti, incredible, the king of Rome. You had Lucatoni. You had players that could actually make a difference up front. If they sack Mancini, the next coach is going to go back to that, which, which I think will be a disaster because they don't have the forward players to actually make that system work. Because if you're now defending and you don't have quality players, you're actually going to be losing to North Macedonia more often than just a one-off.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, but it depends on the manager the hire. Like, look at it this way. Yeah? The reason why international football uh, is very, like, it can get volatile quickly, like, for especially for managers, is because you cannot really refresh the team. Like, it comes in cycles. Like, you're stuck with a particular team for like the next 10 years. The only thing that will change is maybe five new players will come in that are young. But the main team, the main core of the team, you're stuck with them for the next decade. So now looking at it, those people, it's very easy for, for um, from, what is it called, Ma- um, managers to now to start getting complacent, even players, because, they are, they are, like, if you look at the Yogi situation, Yogi was there for over a decade. Like, like, at the end of the day, when you look at it, like, you need someone to come in, freshen up things. Like, Mancini isn't a bad manager. He has done well for himself with Italy. So now, if they bring a new person, the person will come in with fresh ideas, new voice, and even, um, and a different kind of um, discipline that is different from what the players are used to and they will not go on another run and if that manager can't deliver they now bring someone that can so that's why i see it like if they keep him i think it go down that route of your window because at the end of the day you see these players that he's playing with He's stuck with them for a long time They can't. you cannot just it's not like club football where you can refresh the entire team so i think it's, it's i think i think if they keep him it would be a bad idea but I think something needs to change. and Maybe, maybe um, it would be that he has to look into the um, see, look into Syria to bring in young, hungry um, Italian nationals. Or he has to try and change something so that these players step up in the next um tournaments. Italy will try and go into. Well, I, I
1: just last word on this. I just think. The weak point when I look at the team on paper, I look at the two fullbacks and I'm not filled with confidence. Diego Dallo, Emerson, Palmieri. And the fact that Immobile, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to turn up for Italy. For Lazio is a sensational player, over 20 goals already in the league alone this season. But in Italy is virtually non-existent most times. So I don't know. I think they're just a- a few key positions. I don't feel like the whole team needs an overhaul. I just think there are a few positions that keep letting them down. But then, just a word on a word on Jorginho. Jorginho, I, I feel bad for him because he lost two penalties, home against Switzerland, away against Switzerland. If he had scored even just one of those penalties, Italy wouldn't have even, even needed to play the playoffs. And then... Yeah. Yeah, then, exactly. Just another just spare thought for Donnarumma and Veratti because Just a few weeks ago, they were bottling it against Real Madrid. And now they are bottling it against North Macedonia. And on Verratti, I don't know. Veratti has this... Verratti is rightly regarded as one of the top five, at least to me. He's one of the top five midfielders in Europe. I look at Modric, De Bruyne, Verratti, Kante. And I think those guys are solid, like world-class. Pogba and the likes but then Verity has been bottling in PSG for years. Is, is Verati actually not as good as we think he is, or is he just surrounded by incompetence?
0: The, 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 the best way to even answer it is, it goes back to a video I sent you a long time ago, I don't know if you remember. For, if, if you listen to this, what you just said, that list of top five niche feeders, it, it tells you the state of football these days. Like, the talent pool is very, very low, like no way you you can't should Wait, be. what,
1: in, I, what, I, what I say that that pogba is not is not world class veratti is not world class
0: no 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 I'm, I'm i'm trying to compare like when you look at the previous generation of world class like when oh. you see them play when you see them play every sea, every match like you can see it's not like oh we talk we, like for example we say oh pogba had a very good game now then pogba will go missing in the next seven games like those guys back then, you could see that these guys, clearly, they yeah, are one of the best. Best of the best. Like, if you remember, then, midfielders um, were, like, getting to top five best players in the world. Constantly. Constantly. I mean, Lampard. Yeah. Lampard, Gerard. Yeah, exactly. A,
1: oh, exactly. Exactly. It what, was quite choice in that generation. Bello exactly. Well. Exactly. I don't I think, I just think, I, I, I just think I, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
0: just think at the end of the day, man, the talent pool in Europe is low. I just think um, Modric... Um, no, sorry, Verratti isn't as good as people always rate him to be. It's the, same, it's the same reason why, people, there was a lot of heat on Jorginho. Because I keep saying this thing. When you put a player in a conversation, you're not supposed to be. Even if the player was very good, huh, you start seeing people will hate the player
1: because they are not... Last exactly
0: year. exactly 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 i think Georgina is a fantastic player but when when you now look at see oh but Georgina has bought a two penalty, people will now say oh this is your third best uh, finish in ballon d'Or. this, this, this. they'll start hating and criticizing it because they've forced him into a conversation that he was not supposed to be in the first place so now look at him taking a lot of heat for yesterday and people are blaming him seriously and mel well I, I just say I'll just say this, man. I just hope Joao Junior is able to bounce back from this because I like from his um, interview yesterday, it was heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel for the guy. I feel for the guy, but I don't know. Don and Verati they they will need the psychologist because to suffer this thing twice in two weeks. I can't I can't imagine it. Now imagine an Italian that is a PSG fan as well. I know that would be rare, but just imagine. Um, now, just, let's just touch on Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale was unavailable. I'm laughing because this is ridiculous. Gareth Bale told Ancelotti that he was unfit and unwell or unfit or unwell to play the Clasico. But on Monday, he announced in the press conference that he was going to be ready for Wales, and then he scored two goals. Gareth Bale for his country, his loyalty is not in question. Gareth Bale for Real Madrid. Has it tainted his reputation? Like, is he, it is he beyond repair his relationship with Real Madrid and Defense?
0: Hmm, interesting. The thing is, like, um, um I feel like Bale has ruined his reputation with Real Madrid. Like, there's no going back. Like, I've, I've said this already. Like,
1: he like, uh, uh, won't. But he actually, nobody can take away the goals he scored in the Champions League final. That should count for something, right? No,
0: no, no. See, all those things that he did for Real Madrid, you can't take it away. But the truth is, if your club cannot endorse you as a legend or as you've done or have this kind of impact in the club, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't see your value again because at the end of the day, the club you play for. Wow. Because at the end of the, the club you play for are the ones that are supposed to put you in conversations that it will actually belong in. And if you look at the way Real Madrid and the relationship between Real Madrid and Gareth Bale, you can clearly see that once this guy they will try and erase him from their, from their history. Like, because they don't have... After the thing that he did, that's, what was it? Wales, Golf and Madrid. After that incident, like... I think there was no going back. Like, this is it. And clearly, the way he plays for his country, you can clearly see that he's a different player when he plays for his country and he's a different player when he plays for Madrid. I think he did fantastically in his early days at Madrid the first four or five years. He was one of their best players. But now, I think the relationship is sour. And if you look at it, I think Madrid are just counting their days for them to get rid of him.
1: I cannot disagree with anything you said. I think it's just sad the way the relationship has turned out. But Bill fans will always point to what he did in the Champions League final. But I don't think that's enough. I think you need to be more consistent. Especially because he was the world record transfer at the time. He broke Ronaldo's transfer record. Um, So, people were expecting him to be even Ronaldo 2.0. There I say. So, I think he hasn't lived up to his potential and a, a part a part of it is due to injuries but also a part of it is due to his attitude to Real Madrid. I think Zidane really made him hate being in Real Madrid and Chaloti wanted to bring him back but then his mind was already gone and it's just unfortunate. Now let's talk about our boys, the Super Eagles of Nigeria. We have a very, very important game against ghana actually two legs we're playing in of course ghana. of course now they're your boys you're disguising <laughs> for the
0: podcast. now you're they are your boys. of course of course
1: I've, I've, <laughs> I've never ever denounced nigerian football the only thing i've said was i was disappointed with the afcon performance but I did not my tonight.
0: god my god last episode you are accusing me of lying so this is what you want to do All right Go ahead. Go ahead. It's <laughs>
1: I, I bashed them and I was right to bash them because it's nonsense against Tunisia. But that doesn't take away like okay, now imagine Barcelona lose. You you criticize them for that day, but that doesn't stop them from being your club, does it? No. Uh, of course. No problem. I... So Nigerian fans like me and you, I don't know if you're worried like I am, but the goalkeeping position is is terrible because we have keepers who who are not playing for top clubs, who are even on the bench in their small clubs. And I'm like, like, so basically, my question is would the goalkeeping position cost us a place in the World Cup?
0: The goalkeeping position cost us our place in the AFCON. We went to bring in a Snapchat goalkeeper, goalkeeper that cares more about social media
1: and but, the girl uh, with- that comes with- that, that, that goalkeeper you're talking about is not going to be involved in the first leg, and so we're even going to get an even worse keeper than him for the first leg? Don't, are you not worried?
0: And, and The only reason why I'm worried is when I look at it, like, maybe goalkeeper is one of, like, the most, one of the most important positions in any football game, but um, I, I, in any team, I mean, but, but, but me, I look at it this way, like, the firepower Nigeria has is greater than the firepower Ghana has. So, if Osime um, even if I don't rate him, Emmanuel Dennis, Senior and all those guys, if they are to do the business at the top of the pitch, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. We have quick wingers like Chukwesi and uh, um,
1: What of what of the injuries on. What of the injury to be feared in the day? Who replaces him?
0: That's the problem because when you look at Nigeria's midfield, um, we lack we lack um, we lack what is it called? Hmm. We lack solid numbers relax so, um, solid normal so whenever there is an injury like this it feels like how where, like where, how, how can where do we go from here but i feel like ah man
1: the names, think, the, names, Etebo, the, names Ariba, are, the names i've seen
0: is scary already I'm, I'm just the names i'm seeing is scary god will help nigeria let me just put it that way the names i've seen I think, is scary I,
1: I think Etebo is a very good midfielder but then he's more box to box aribo is more creative as well so then, I think
0: I just think uh, etebo doesn't have that discipline to sit down in the midfield.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, e- e- etebo cannot sit. Don't even don't ask him to do that. But I think Frank Onyeka at Brentford, Frank the Tank, is probably the one that a lot of media outlets are are saying will be the one to start. But the problem with Frank Onyeka is that he has not been playing for Brentford. He has been subjected to a bench row and. We wonder about his match sharpness and his confidence going into this game.
0: Every but, most of the
1: players that are playing for
0: the super Eagles, they're always subjected to bench rules. It's just few
1: that are really starting for their club. So
0: we're we're down, we'll manage him. We don't beggars can be choosers in this case. <laughs>
1: um now just finally on this game. The Ghana the Ghana FA, I know this will be news to some people. They refuse to name their team early. You know, usually When there's international break, the team, the squads are listed like 10 days or even 11, 12 days before the actual fixture. But then they they did not release their list until early this week. They said it was a tactic, a ploy, so that Nigerians do not know what to expect so that they will catch us off guard. To me, it was ridiculous. What do you think?
0: Unless unless maybe the ploy is maybe Ronaldinho, Messi is part of their squad. (laughs) <laughs> then maybe I would say, okay, that was an incredible ploy. But like, let's be real; we already know they are starting eleven as it is. Exactly. We
1: know the... we already know the players. <laughs> we know Jordan, we I... know Daniel Amate, we know Thomas Pate. Like, you... so what is the
0: point? I'm telling you, like, they are just deceiving themselves. They are clowns, Africans.
1: Let me, let me now, let me not bust your head for that. When they wanted to announce the squad, they did not do it on national TV for everybody because they were like Nigerians can still find out about this press conference and know our team. So, guess what they did? They what had an <laughs> app for people in Ghana, Ghanaians, to pay 12 CDs to be able to watch the press conference and to know the score. They, they are using their country people to cash out because of
0: ah, my God, man. We well, are so gullible in Africa. I'm telling you, man.
1: But so I, I, I honestly don't believe that a lot of people would have paid for it because the thing is, if okay, so just imagine if you pay for it and you and you're going to tell me, so why do I need to pay for it? you get? So I don't, I don't think they would have made as much money as they would have been expecting. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe they need,
0: they need, maybe they need the money because you know gas prices are up now. They need the money to to, <laughs> to, to fill so, their lifestyle.
1: Um, speaking of funding lifestyles, Abramovich has been given permission by the UK government to put a further thirty million into Chelsea. Um, now this is not supposed to happen because he's sanctioned. But then they are they are saying Chelsea should not be allowed or should not be made to die, and Chelsea should be run should be allowed to run. So basically, Chelsea need twenty eight, I think twenty eight million. To function for a month, that's the players' salaries and um, for accommodations and flights and everything. Twenty eight million just for one month. My goodness, these top clubs actually spend money. So they are saying you should give, bring thirty million, and then for me, that's not even the big news. The big news is Chelsea are now allowed to sell tickets to FA Cup semi final and final if they get if they get the the Champions League games against. The Champions League home game against Real Madrid. But the, the thing is, they are not allowed to sell tickets for the Premier League. Does that make any sense? Like, what, what separates the Premier League from other competitions?
0: Man, I'm as perplexed as you You are. Like, some of the things that we're hearing doesn't even make any sense. So, Abramovich I, is allowed to pump him I, money I, into I, the I, club, but he, he cannot take out money. You see, like, he's allowed to bleed out, but he's not allowed to bandage himself. So you can see, like, what, what we're seeing doesn't make any sense. And at the end of the day, like, even I was reading before we jumped on the podcast that Abramovich is um, trying to do, um, have this peace talk between Russia and, um, and Ukraine. He's even part, he's part, he's the one. He
1: was even sanctioned.
0: Yeah, he was the one, he's the one pushing, uh, trying to push um, peace talks so that Russia and Ukraine can um, have and agreements, and so that they can end the war. But UK won't report on that. They only tell you. Just, that just, Ramovich is-
1: just, just that, uh, The United States of America wanted to sanction him, but then they did not because of this peace talks he's holding. So it shows you a government that is actually looking at things in perspective and analyzing the situation, and a government who just wants to make him the enemy and make him like keep good or whatever. So.
0: The let, 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 let me say this let me say this uh, i've been trying to avoid this abamovich topic for a while because i don't like politics in football but let me say this uh, people need to understand something i'm not in alliance with or i don't have any feelings for um abamovich in any way but let's look at things objectively whether abamovich is linked with putin or not uh, that is not for me to say and people are actually dying in ukraine i understand the fact but let's be real. This is a winch hunt. Let, let me put it like this. The UK have been trying to get rid of Abramovich from Chelsea for years. For years. I'm not even trying to be funny. First off, they, they didn't approve his stadium plans. They frustrated him with, um, with different uh, documents. They seized but the
1: then, when they approved the stadium plans, they didn't renew his inv- um, investor's visa.
0: Exactly. So they they they, they 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 took away his visa. They they did everything to frustrate him. And now, when you look at it, when when they say when opportunity rises, you take it. The UK government have seen an opportunity to finally eliminate him out of Chelsea, and it will happen. It will happen. This is not just about the... Already,
1: the, the process is already like getting further. The some some builders have been eliminated, and now the. The favorites um have been like the there'll be like a final four, three or four people or uh, four parties who will be making it to the next round. We'll see that later. But for me, the, the most bizarre thing about this Chelsea ticket station is that the the women's matches they can sell tickets. The WSL, the women's super can sell tickets. The youth team can sell tickets. So I'm like, so now it's men's football. What less than youth and women's football? Like, someone should enlighten me, please.
0: No, the way I see it is men's football generates a lot of revenue. So, no, they, they don't want. Because, like, if. It still goes back to the same thing I'm saying. If, they, they feel like if Chelsea generates so much money, they can use it to launder money and fund what is going on in Ukraine. So, that's the way they see it. So, they feel like the money the women's team, with no disrespect to them, women still will generate, it's soon be. As significant as what the main thing team generates, so actually, or, should... or,
1: or more likely, more likely, they want to appeal to the woke society and give women's football a chance to grow. So they know that women's football actually needs that platform because a lot of people don't care about women's football. So if you stop them from watching it, they might it might just be a case of out of sight, out of mind. You get so they know yeah. that they can easily kill. The Chelsea female team, if you say they cannot do stuff, but then the men's team, basically... So, like, basically, when you say you're a Barcelona fan, you actually mean the men's team most times. Most people mean the men's team. When you say you're a Chelsea fan, when you say you're a United fan, most people don't even know what's going on with the women's team. Do you get it? So So, yeah. they just want, they want a case whereby they can help the women's game and then stopping fans from going to the stadium is not helping the women's game. That's why they're doing let me even put it like this there will
0: be a more detrimental reaction if they ban people from actually getting the ticket you know you know the work side when they come on twitter and start cancelling they'll normally get that sympathy vote you understand so if they say oh people should not go and watch chelsea's women's team then they will get cancelled and that is that is the end for most of them in, in the opinion in, in in the hot seat so i feel like uh, the wouldn't get as much reaction uh, the men the way they men they handle the main thing the main thing can't get as much reaction as the women's side because society has this sympathy towards things that concern the fem- uh, female so uh,
1: that I think, that's right I, I, I think rightly so most of the time but then sometimes it's taking over but and that's where i'm going to leave it um now, let's go to a controversial topic. If you think the Abamovic one was controversial, you're a Barcelona fan. First of all, how are you feeling with the announcement of Frank Kessie? Frank Kessie? Is he a good signing?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I made a tweet on this that every Barcelona team, every great Barcelona team had, um what is it called, a player that you say doesn't necessarily fit the profile of the usual players that Barcelona he used to. So, so, for example, in Pep Guardiola's era, we had this guy, Saido Keita. We had, uh, what is it called? Um, um, we had uh, Andriano. We had uh, Masferano. Uh, but when you look at these players, what you, what you can guarantee for them is they are incredibly flexible, they are adaptive, and they, they are hardworking. So, when you have a, a player that you can use in different systems, different formations that are incredibly adaptive and flexible. Then I think I think it it goes well. That's a good signing. Low cost. There's no there's no there's no really really a, a um the downside is very very little in my eyes. You only pay for a salary. Now you're signing only four years. You can eventually sell him.
1: And sell him and make money, right? Exactly.
0: You can sell him and make uh, profits from it later. But
1: then- this Is the part that I'm sure you've actually not asked yourself, okay? Where does he play in this team what was the starting three? Meet because you know they play 4 3 3. Javi plays a 4 3 3. You have Busquets, you have De Young, you have Pedri, you have Gavi. Give me a starting three and please try and squeeze Funkes inside the starting three. He can't be in the starting three, that's the point of what I'm trying to make.
0: He's not in the starting three. That's okay, what so I'm best-
1: so basically what you said is that this is a good deal for Barcelona but not a good deal for the player.
0: No, it's a good deal for the players because at the end of the day, you forget that a club like Barcelona plays 60 games a season, over 60 games a season. So there will be a time where Frank Kessie will still have starting positions as well. So it's not, it's not like, oh, he won't be starting. There will be times where he will start games. For example, and you know how the seasons are. If there are, there are injuries that comes comes about with in various um, parts in the season, there, there's even a point where young was injured this season. Uh, was injured, uh, so.
1: I guess it should depend on injury to his teammates to play. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I no, let's,
0: let's You see, you see the problem. When when we have conversations <laughs> like this, we, we try not to be objective. At the end of the day, a club like any big club, Chelsea, Man City, you always have to have a big squad. Because those
1: yeah, teams play yeah, over that, 60 that, games. That, basically, That that is what I was saying. That is good for Barcelona, but, ne- but not necessarily good for, for Kersi. That's that's all I'm saying. If he's dropped, not good, wait, wait, let me wait. ask you something.
0: Wait. Let me ask you something. So, if he's not good for Casey, why would Kersi sign the contract?
1: Because he wants to play for a big club. He's not thinking of actually playing for the club. He's just thinking of signing for the club. If he's thinking of actually playing, then... Have gone to Real Madrid. I said, not Real Madrid. Man, you need a midfield revival. He could have gone there. He would have played there. He could have gone to PSG. Their midfield is in tatters. He would have played there. But he's going to Barcelona because of the name. So he's playing for Barcelona, but he's not going to actually be playing for Barcelona. Yeah, you know, well, this, this is why I'll leave it at. I'll
0: tell you that, cap. Because at the end of the day, Frank will play majority of Barcelona's games next year. He might not start here and there, but he will have a lot of minutes under his belt.
1: We'll see. I actually hope so because I'm a fan of him. I think he's a fantastic midfielder. Actually, the best midfielder in Africa right now, I think he's he's above and I don't think there's any other person you can even compare. Ndidi, Pate and I think Fankessi tops the list of central midfielder. You can, you can also add Anguiza to the list as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Anguiza has been incredible for, for Napoli this season. And he was ordinary at Fulham. That just shows you that you need to be surrounded by quality for your own quality to shine more.
0: No, I but think now, he was all right about... at
1: Fulham. Huh?
0: I think he was all right at Fulham. Like, he wasn't that. Uh,
1: like no, he, wasn't he, he bad, was but The teammates were dragging down his glory and uh, making him look ordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. But now, the controversial part. You know, I, I told you this was controversial. Mm-hmm. I am personally against what Barcelona just did. I think it's a, it's a slap in the face of AC Milan as a club. It's a slap in the face of AC Milan fans especially. I'm against you are in the this season. This is, this is not even May that the season is ending. This is March. AC Milan is fighting for the title. Fine, they are out of the Champions League, but they are fighting for the title, and for one of their most important players to be announcing that is leaving the club, I find it disrespectful. I think you should have more, you should have more focus, you should have more commitment to the course of what your team is trying to achieve. How can you be announcing you're leaving the club? It, I don't know. Am I the only one that feels like this? Like even when Ziyech went to Chelsea, I felt it was disrespectful to Ajax fans. The worst was when Godzé announced that he was going to Bayern. And then Dortmund and Bayern played Champions League final. I'm like, guy, are you mad? Like, like who does that? Like, am I the only one that thinks this? <laughs> the,
0: the, the, way, the way it, is, is, the way it is, is, at the end of the day... Let me put it like this. The football, football clubs, <clears throat> it's a business at the end of the day. There's no room for sentimentality or to no, be... But- a- I, Wait, let me, let, me, let me land. No, no, no. Uh, you, you, get, you get where I'm going, going with this. There's no room for sentimentality or to be respectful to anybody. So now, Barcelona as an organization has announced that Francaisi will be... They've not really announced. Barcelona has not really even announced anything. But now, well, the, the reports are concrete that, yes, Francaisi will be joining Barcelona. So now, if, if Francaisi announced that, he's only, like, trying to deter, let's say, the potential suitors. That look, I'm going somewhere else. Like obviously, AC Milan can sit as a disrespect, but every AC Milan could have done that in, if they were in, if, they, if they if they were in their shoes. Like every club have done this at some point. Like you were mentioning Chelsea. Like I remember when Chelsea signed um, Christian Pulisic from Dortmund. They announced the signing like months in-
1: before. In- they actually yeah, turned him back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like,
0: exactly. Even, even this guy. I don't know if you remember, and um, Navigator from Liverpool. They signed navigator one year before, um, before he actually came to life. Um, before he came and left life week to uh, Liverpool. So, like, at the end of the day, when you look at it, all these things are organizations that they only care about themselves. It's not like they are there to be caring about other or the, the other organizations that are in around them. So, at the end of the day, me, I understand it because every club is. Is complacent of this thing that you're talking about. There is no club, guys, that have not so done this at some point.
1: So, basically, like, like, you didn't actually answer me.
0: Okay. What was the question?
1: Because, because my, my point was not that Barcelona are the only ones that have done this. Like, I even mentioned Chelsea. I mentioned Bayern. My point is, it is disrespectful. Like, you think it's, don't you think it's, my, I know that a lot of clubs do it, but you, you said something that Kessier is doing it to put off other suitors. Can, can't Barcelona sign him and lock up? And then that's, it, up? That,
0: that's what I'm even saying. Barcelona has not even officially said anything about oh, no, no,
1: no, You know, why like, this thing has gone out in the press. and guess who, guess who put it out in the press? Is it that from fa, fa, Fabrizio, Fabrizio, or Fabrizio Barcelona.
0: no, Fabrizio has put it out. Hmm?
1: First of all, Fabrizio is not omnipresent. Fabrizio is not God. Somebody told Fabrizio. That's my point. Why do you need to. No. Why do you need no. to leak it out? That's my point. And when, either way, it will always be leaked. This is
0: football. Let's not be acting godly. Either way, it will be leaked. They are, they are moving parts. The, um, Barcelona has their representative. Kelsey has his representative. AC Milan has their representative. And these people, they don't want big person that represents this. Um, organizations they have different people, so they are moving parts. So, when there are things moving around, you put the pieces together. That's how all these um journalists work, like Fabrizio. But to answer your question, at the end of the day, it's disrespectful, but me, I don't even really care because, because, uh, because I've given up on trying to look at football as a football fan. Because football, at the end of the day, is a business, like I've given up on having trying to have feelings for all these things. Because when you look at it, is it just the same thing about? When we had a very long argument about Dembele in this at the start of um, when the Dembele was exercised from the squad. Like it's the same in, when when a club wait,
1: just quickly on that, you now agree that it was a stupid thing for Barcelona to do. Because you can see his performance. Yes.
0: No, 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 there's nothing stupid about it. I don't understand what you mean. There's nothing stupid about it. I don't understand. Like, wait, 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 wait. Ask ask yourself a question. If Dembélé is not playing, Barcelona will still win games. I don't understand what we are going on now about. If Dembélé doesn't play, Barcelona will still win games. That's how good Xavi has made them to be. Of course, Dembélé is helping to win to make sure that they are getting those points. But if Dembélé is not playing, Barcelona will win games. They are acting like that if Dembélé is Messi and and Xavi. And I told you this: if Xavi wants Dembélé to play, I will I will agree with Xavi because he knows him better than I. He's seen the guy train there, sports. It was shabby that went to plead with the board and told them that, look, I need this guy and I want him to play. And the board approved it. So at the end of the day, it's forced down to what the manager wants. If the manager and the board are in alignment, then there will still be um, unity and their decision-making. There will be a con- congruency in their decision-making. So I feel like this is like all those classic cases of pre when, when club when the club already has a, a hint like, as I said, every club will try and protect themselves. When a club has a hint that this guy doesn't want to sign contract, let's just kick him out to the wolves because we know that at the end of the day, he has already signed a pre-contract agreement with a club, you know? That's that's the way I see it. Every club tries to protect themselves at the, at the point. But to you answer your question, I think it was still disrespectful.
1: Thank you. That was all I needed to hear. Thank you. Um. <clears throat> now, before we end the episode... I just want quick predictions. African um World Cup qualifiers. I'll mention the teams and then you tell me who goes to the World Cup. So, first off, we have Diao Congo versus Morocco.
0: I think Morocco goes.
1: <laughs> I I think that is actually straightforward. So don't feel smug with yourself. Um, it gets tougher now. Mali Tunisia.
0: Mali Tunisia.
1: Um, looking at the way Tunisia played in the
0: Afcon, I don't think they are very very solid. I think if Mali get their act together, they should be able to beat Tunisia. But you know, with these North African teams, like they are always a slide. So, but I'll give it to
1: Mali. Well, I'm the one asking the questions here, so I'll give a prediction for this game.
0: <laughs> of course, of course, always shiny. Uh, with it. it's,
1: it's actually really tight. I, I honestly don't know. It could go either way. I'll just say I'm leaning towards. My mouth wants to say Tunisia, but then I'm thinking Mali. So let me just say Mali. Cameroon, Algeria. Cameroon have sacked their coach. First of all, how can you sack someone that finished third at the AFCON? Maybe because they hosted and they expected to win. But then Cameroon.
0: I, had... I think it's the nature of the way they, le- they went out of the competition. I just think it's the way nature of the way they left. I don't think it's because of the position that they finished.
1: Um, yeah, fair enough. Um Algeria might be too strong for them. What do you think?
0: Um, I think looking at the way Algeria played, I, Algeria they are one of the strongest teams because in Africa, because like tactically, like when people understand that African football, there's not really a lot of tactics involved. Like obviously, yes, let me not be golly and say there's no tactics, but like obviously yes, there are taxes, but in African football, like your taxes goes out of the window if the team has pace and they are very, very physical. Your tactics is always out of the window. But when you look at teams like Algeria, whenever they get it right tactically, because they don't have that physicality, they, don't, they need to be tactical and technical. Uh, tactical and technical in what they do. So if Algeria gets it right, I think they can actually beat Cameroon. But the thing is, I always lean towards Cameroon um, because I feel like they have that finisher, that pace and that power in in midfield, if Cameroon step up their game, I think Cameroon goes through yeah.
1: here. Well, I look at it as I, when when I analyze games, I usually, I usually just think both teams are their best. Who is better? That's how I just like looking at things. So if I imagine Cameroon at their best, Algeria at their best, Algeria's best is still better than Cameroon's best. So. That's all I'm going to say, but then I cannot guarantee that Algeria will be at their best because if they are below it by even 10%, then Cameroon will go through. Um, now there's only one answer here, you dare not say anything else. Ghana, Nigeria,
0: of course, uh, of <laughs> course, Gan-
1: Gan- Jell-O-Fries versus Jell-O-Fries,
0: which, which finally will the jell fries debate with him who's jell fries is best at? Nigeria should like the Nigeria has. The, the only way I look at it is both teams, they look, they're shambolic, both teams are shambolic. But the only reason why I give Nigeria the victory here is because Nigeria has the better firepa- um, firepower up front. So if, if Victor Osime and his fellow clowns come up, come up like um, Dennis, who is a clown. So if they, if they, if they, should, they should step up, I feel okay. they up. Can-
1: I think you're still not forgiving this guy because of that FPL double game week that he got the red card. That's the problem, here.
0: No, 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 no. I don't no. keep grudges. He's just a clown. Don't
1: worry. You're keeping money is because of FPL.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't mislead the listeners. I'm not keeping grudges. It's just, it's just, it's not that deep. It's not that and deep. He's a clown.
1: Of course. of course. And now, the African. Calf actually are determined to make Salah and Mani enemies because Egypt and Senegal face off. Um, just one word who goes through?
0: No, I think, I think Senegal goes through. If Senegal take their chances, they are a better team. They are far because better than. At... Sorry?
1: So Hardwick for Salah
0: again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, like it, it goes back to the same thing you said. Both teams are their best. Mm? I think Senegal still wins Egypt because Senegal still has that better quality all-round than Egypt. Egypt only has Salah and a few players. But all-round, yeah, Senegal has the quality. They have one of the best goalkeeper in the world. They have Sadio Mane. They have um, Ismail Sarr. They have a good midfield balance, you know? They have everything. That I'm going for them.
1: Yeah, I actually... I, I wanted to disagree with you. But I can't. I, I I hate I hate agreeing with you too much. It's not it's not healthy for me. But exactly. actually, actually can't disagree this time around. I think Senegal are the better team. And so guys, that is all for me. I don't know if Leonard wants to uh, if he wants to say that he was lying the last episode, if he wants to finally come clean and confess and have his sins forgiven.
0: Uh let's just say, let just say um uh... There might be another handicap thing. Again. But I'll keep you guys posted. So without, without waffling too much. We'll see you guys in the next one. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.